Romans 2, verses 12 through 29. For all who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law. And all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. For it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do what the law requires, they are a law to themselves, even though they do not have the law. They show that the work of the law is written on their hearts, while their conscience also bears witness, and their conflicting thoughts accuse or even excuse them on that day when, according to my gospel, God judges the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. But if you call yourself a Jew and rely on the law and boast in God and know his will and approve what is excellent because you are instructed from the law, and if you are sure that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, the foolish, a teacher of children, having in the law the embodiment of knowledge and truth, you then who teach others, do you not teach yourself? While you preach against stealing, do you steal? You who say that one must not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law dishonor God by breaking the law. For as it is written, the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. For circumcision indeed is of value if you obey the law. But if you break the law, your circumcision becomes uncircumcision. So if a man who is uncircumcised keeps the precepts of the law, will not his uncircumcision be regarded as circumcision? Then he who is physically uncircumcised but keeps the law will condemn you who have the written code and, and circumcision but break the law. For no one is a Jew who is merely one outwardly, nor is circumcision outward and physical. But a Jew is one inwardly, and circumcision is a matter of the heart, by the spirit, not by the, the letter." His praise is not from man, but from God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, to, be God. to God. Well, here we are in Romans chapter 2, just finishing the second half of chapter 2, and I'm with Katie Dickens and Will Carlisle here. Uh, this is our third day in a row of working through this together, and we're seeing this, if it wasn't clear before, super clear presentation <laughs> yeah. now yeah, yeah, yeah. that... Hey, everybody's in trouble. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no, yes. Like God has clearly got the right to judge every human. And Paul builds mm -hmm. this case in this passage that you just read, Will, uh, with people who are Jewish and have the law and also people who don't have the law. So not only going back to Romans one, not only do we see the revelation of God and we're without excuse, but here one group of people has the word of God to live out his righteous requirements. And the other group actually has the word of God written on their hearts. Mm -hmm. God has put a conscience in each of us that aligns with his character. Yeah. And so if I have, if I'm Jewish and I had the scrolls, mm -hmm. then I'm like doubly in trouble because mm -hmm. I have the clear instruction of God and I can't live it out. And also it's on my heart and I'm breaking that. 
Mm-hmm. But if I don't have that and I'm a Gentile, I still am without excuse because the conscience, because God's law has been written on my conscience. Yeah. And I mean, it. this is that whole idea of like when Gentiles do God's law by nature, it's like a testament that it's written on our hearts. Sure. You know, I think like with the, with the Romans thing, Romans one thing, like how God's glory and his presence is made known in nature. That's not just talking about like the grand going to the grand Canyon and, and sensing something bigger than yourself, though that is included in that. But I think right now, if you look at the world, we are living this out. You know, Russia is invading Ukraine unjustly mm-hmm. and just about everybody in the world outside of like Russia and China and North Korea and <laughs> Syria are outraged about it. And, you, you know, it's interesting because the world that we live in is confessionally Darwinistic, confessionally mm-hmm. secular slash atheist and relative and whatever. Yeah. But practically... When one nation that's mightier than another unjustly invades another, we have this deep sense of outrage that completely defies this idea of, you know, like survival of the fittest. It, it actually embodies this idea of like protecting the weak and preserving the innocent. That's right. And it's really striking Mm -hmm. that we would look around and, and not maybe you know, think a little bit more clearly on why do we all agree that this is like yeah, not a good exactly. thing? Exactly. What's this pointing to? But that? instead, when it's reported in the mm-hmm. news, it's like, well, of course we all agree this. Yeah. Mm. It's <laughs> like the one thing that everyone has agreed on in like forever. You know, like <laughs> yeah. the, last, the, last, the last bunch of years, like we yeah, all yeah, agree, like, yeah, like, okay, this is bad. Mm. Yeah. Like everything. Yeah. Absolutely. Katie, what are you, what are you seeing in this passage? Uh, some things that stand out. So, I've been looking at verses 19 kind of through 21 when he's talking to the Jews. He says, um, if you're sure that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of children, having in law the embodiment of knowledge and truth, you then who teach others, do you not teach yourself? And kind of just pointing out the hypocrisy of the Jewish leaders. And obviously you see such a direct tie there to Jesus and when he calls out the Pharisees and I just looked up the passage in Matthew 23 and he uses that exact same imagery. He says when he's talking about how they have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness, these you ought to have done without neglecting the others. You blind guides straining out a gnat and swallowing a Campbell. Like Jesus calls them blind guides and Mm -hmm. Paul's coming in here and saying, you think that you're a guide to the blind, but you are the blind guide. You know, mm-hmm. you're so hypocritical. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, you're also walking in darkness. You're missing the weightier matters of the law here. Yeah. When, when we started this whole this whole thing off three days ago, when we were talking about general revelation, mm-hmm. how God's made himself known to everyone, the, the special revelation of giving the scriptures first to the Jews and then to the Gentiles, there is a weight. Yes. While we are all with that excuse, mm. there is a weight when a person claims knowledge of God. Yeah. Yes. There's a, a serious weight. And I think we as the Christian church um, can really, we can learn from this moment because mm-hmm. yeah. we need to be, we need, we need to wade those waters cautiously and graciously mm. uh, when we say, oh yeah, we know God. 
oh yeah, we've, we've, we've got it kind of figured out. Mm-hmm. We know how to do worship. We know how to do church. We know how to like raise our mm-hmm. families, all these things. Like we need to be really careful that that is not in the flesh mm-hmm. and that yeah, is not exactly. in our own understanding. Um, like there's a weight that he's casting on the people of God mm-hmm. that is heavy. Yeah. And yeah. while all over that excuse, it does seem like it's even heavier yeah. for the people who claim knowledge of God. Totally. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Proximity to God's word is not a safe place, if not accompanied by obedience and repentance. Yeah. You know? And I think, I think in the Bible Belt, that is so misconstrued because like it's so like it's such a common phenomenon for there to be, you know, a, a couple of people who, you know, just kind of do the do the thing and get married and have kids. And, you know, they mm-hmm. might go to church a couple of times a year and but they like send their kids to a Christian school because they want their kids to be instilled with like good Christian ethics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that I mean, I went to a Christian school in the South and, and that's just a, a common narrative like as though just like a, a generalized knowledge of like the things of God is um, enough to, mm-hmm. to save and to, um, you know, guarantee welfare. But really like what Paul is saying here, he, he's laying a level playing field and he's like, yeah, yeah, that person who's like off the deep end in sexual immorality and rejects and refuses to acknowledge God in Romans one. And this person who is, a teacher of God's law right. and is circumcised on the mm-hmm. day and is exactly. like perfectly abiding by it on the outside, but is not truly a repentant person. They mm-hmm. are, they are in the same basket and that person is actually accountable for more. That's right. Yeah. And, and those of us who would be considered teachers and in a way I would put all three of us in that because we are church leaders um, in this room and, and probably a bunch of people listening have some sort of, of teaching or influence. The judgment for us is stricter and James is clear about yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah. so we, we ought to abide in the grace of God and with great evidence to folks, uh, mm-hmm. because the, and I think the reason the judgment for, for folks who are under the law, who teach mm-hmm. the law, who teach the Bible, who teach the scriptures, uh, is stricter is because we could drag a bunch more people with us to bad places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and we need to be really careful as true, people yeah. who who say we know the Lord to to walk in that, yeah. that yeah. grace that He Absolutely. gives us. Like slipping into that self righteous attitude is so easy and so natural. Yeah. And I think it really is a daily exercise. I think it was Jordan Coughlin on an ODR talking about almost that being part of you know a daily liturgy just remembering like, Lord, I am a sinner and yeah. I am in desperate need of your saving grace. And mm-hmm. just truly starting every day in that humble state of recognizing your sin. And I mean, that's humbling. And it's, right. it's just yeah. so easy to slowly, you know, start comparing yourself to the person next to you and thinking, oh, well, I'm not as bad as them or check. I did this. I'm so great. And it's, yeah. It's just so natural for us to fall yeah. into that pattern of self-righteousness. And then we become those Pharisees that Jesus says outwardly appear righteous, but on the inside are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. It's so easy for us to do that if we're sure. not looking to Christ and we're looking to ourselves. Yes. And I think as we continue to, as we look back on what we've read, as we continue to uh, to move forward in this book, 
we will, if we're honest, we will find ourselves hopeless in our own mm. ability. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yes. We we really have turned our backs on God, mm. and we're about to see that there is no one who is righteous. Mm-hmm. But the hope is going to come not because of my ability to improve. Mm. The hope is about to come because of God's goodness to us. Exactly. Mm. So we're excited to, to press on in the days yeah. coming up. Mm-hmm. But for now, uh, on behalf of Will Carlisle and Katie Dickens, I'm Thomas Nelson. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.